the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us. And Aubrey, you and I have talked many times about that that we enjoy. We get great laughs and inspiration from Michael Jr. And he was one of the guys who were like, hey, let's get him on the show sometime. And because of that, we are thrilled to so be thrilled. joined right now by Michael Jr. Michael, how are you doing today? Hey, what's up? this is actually Michael Warner. I think you got the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I we're going to run with I it. I almost fell for that we're for a second. Go with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am excited. Thanks for having me here, man. Thank you guys so much for everything that you guys are doing. And I'm pumped to be here. Let's yeah. do it. Let's have a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's our pleasure. Let's just start with your story. Uh, you are, uh, you call yourself a comedic thought leader. Uh, you, how did you wait, get wait, to wait, where? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Just one second. I don't, I don't call myself that. That's just weird. I'm like that'll be just weird in general. You know, <laughs> I, I, as a comedic you. thought leader, one thing. As a comedic <laughs> thought leader, one thing I like to say. Not, not, so. You should put that on your card. I'm telling you, it's a, it's yeah. a good one. I just want to hear your story. How did you get to where you are today? Tell us just a little bit of your story. Uh, I'm in the media room, so I just walked from the kitchen. The, am I sleepy? Is that what that means? <laughs> so basically, so to comedic thought leader, I basically I started my career in comedy, and I loved doing stand up comedy. But when I initially started, I don't know, maybe a, a while ago, when it initially started, unknowingly, it was really about me. Mm. Like I wanted to get laughs from people because that meant that I was accepted. And then. Um, after meeting, uh, after having a shift take place in my life, I mean, a, a significant shift where I felt like I was supposed to ask a different question almost, meaning the, the question I was asking, even on stage, the question I was asking while people were laughing was, how can I get more laughs from people? But then I had this shift take place where I clearly felt like I was supposed to ask a different question. And I started doing that. And the question I would ask is, what can I give to my audience? Mm. And most of the time, most of the time it was laughter, but sometimes it was always something a little more. And after a few times of just jumping out there and doing what I felt like God was saying, say, or do, then people would really get some, it would really impact my audiences pretty significantly. Mm. Then I was like, wow, it's almost as if, like before I used to think that comedy was the thing, but now I understand comedy is just the seasoning for the meal that I'm supposed to present. Mm. So another way to say it is comedy is, it's the vehicle, it's not necessarily the de- destination. Mm. So now at my events, we'll laugh, we'll have a great time, but we also kind of go in a little bit w- with whatever subject matter we need to. And right now, it just seems as if me and my wife, particularly because she's getting on stage with me now, we're really focused on marriages. Mm. Like we really want to help marriages in a big way. But probably in a way that's going to, um, it's a little different, I would say, 
An example would be the following, if you're ready for this. I'm ready. So ready. In marriage, this is, is going to mess people up. Okay, in, in marriage, you should not compromise. Oh, please explain. Uh, nope, that's all. <laughs> but I'm I'll say it this way. Compromise is not the goal. Mm. Here's what I mean. If a bridge was compromised, would you drive over it? Mm. No. Like if a, uh, would you like to have a compromised immune system? No. Mm. Or how about a compromised computer? Mm. So why would you purposely live in a compromised marriage? Compromise is like a spare tire. It'll get you to the next destination, but it's not good for the long haul. Mm. And some marriages are running around with four donuts, mm. wondering why the ride is so rough. Yeah. Well, it's rough because you compromised your marriage, meaning, so for example, if a wife and a husband have a disagreement, they're mad at each other because they went to the mother-in-law's house and the food was really not good, and then the husband said something about it. Now they had this big argument about yeah. these biscuits, the, and then they'd compromise. Okay, next time you go over there, just don't eat the biscuits. And then he's like, okay, fine, right? And now they've made this compromise. But what else happens, though? Now... You guys can't even talk about biscuits. Yeah, Every <laughs> right, time you right. Mother-in-law's house, you can't have that conversation. There's a little bit of tension, and you don't even talk about. It. You just swept it under the rug. Mm -hmm. Now you got a lump in your rug. Yeah, yeah. And you're and you wonder why you're tripping. So, one of the things we do is we show people how to decompromise their relationships so That's they great. can have freedom. Because mm -hmm. if you have too many lumps in your rug, it's only a matter of time before you start saying mm -hmm. phrases such as. We don't have anything to talk about anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just seem to have grown apart. It's because you got all this compromise going on. Mm. So we help people decompromise their life. That's one of the things great. we like to do in this tour called, uh, we actually launched a tour called Funny How Marriage Works. Oh, so we use good. Funny to help people understand how marriage works. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. And have you worked with your wife before? Because I don't think I've seen that. I'm excited about that. Yeah, we, we, we're going to be, I'm, I'm excited too. Like, we don't really, I'll be honest with you, like, I don't have, I, I don't have a degree in this. I got a degree of difficulty. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but it started with, with couples who would come to our house and they'd have some issues and we'd sit down with them. And then in a short period of time, we'd be like, well, have you guys, you guys are overcompromised. Or we tell them, like, people don't understand that conflict is a key to successful marriage. Right. Conflict is the key to marriage, if you know how to not deal with conflict, not avoid conflict, but actually embrace it because it's so gold. Mm. All right. So if it's okay, um, I have this uh, thing that I give people. It's called four things you can do to improve your marriage Please. right now. Go for it. So if they, well, I'm not going to tell you. They got to <laughs> they gotta go, <laughs> gotta go to the show. So if they, <laughs> right. No, if, they, if you go to Michael, if your listeners go to michaeljr.com slash four things, I'll send them a video of me and my wife explaining these four things as a PDF. It's like a little mini course. It's completely free nice. that people can do, but it's four things you can do to improve your marriage right now. And these things are a little, like they're a little different, but I, but I feel so good about the impact that we've gotten from people. Yeah. So anyway, with regards to marriage, we're excited because we can't necessarily, I mean, we get invited to a lot of marriage conferences, which is awesome. But we don't get to do a lot of them because chances are the speaker before us or after us are probably going to be teaching how important it is 
to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> you were just sitting there going, no. <laughs> yeah, and that get a little awkward. And then other things that we teach as well is just a little counterintuitive to what we've done so far. And we're, we're good with that. We're so happy about how many marriages we're happy. And we're laughing, too, which is so awesome. Yes, so yes. good. Yes. So good. Again, go to michaeljr.com. That's michaeljr.com. Uh, Com. Uh, Michael, I'd love to just know, you talked before about how it all used to be about the laughs, but now, you know, that's kind of something bigger. Do you ever just sit back or what do you think as you look back over your career and see the fruit of what's happened, what mm-hmm. God has done in your life through you? Just how overwhelming is that for you? How thankful? Talk to us a little bit about as you look at all that God's done through your ministry. Yeah, I've, I've done it all myself. <laughs> Congratulations. No, no, no. I'm actually blown away. So so I tell the story about when I was in grade school, and I, and there's a method that we teach at our marriage events to help people, helps people get here. But I talk about when I was in grade school, how I was put into a special ed classroom, and I couldn't get out of the classroom. Mm. And in this classroom were students who, like, I did, I did not belong. I know I didn't belong in this class. They just put me in there because they didn't know what to do with the way that I think and all of this stuff. Mm. And I'd work really hard to get out of the class. I remember turning an assignment, and I worked really hard, and the teacher gave me a D, which is the lowest passing grade. Mm. But then our next assignment, I just blew it off and put in whatever answers. It just didn't even make sense, and I gave it to the teacher, and she gave me the lowest passing grade. Mm. And then she said to me, why don't you skip class sometime? You're never going to be anything anyway. <gasps> oh. So not only could I not get out of this class, the teacher didn't even care. And I'm in this class with these students who were, some of them were barely functioning. Mm. And I'm in this class with them. And other ones looking backwards, they probably were uh, geniuses looking back in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm in this class and I can't get out of this class. Mm. And I'm in this class for, for like four hours a day. Mm. So I was put in a what felt like a really, really not great situation at all. Hmm. So let me tell you that story again with God's understanding of it, hmm. what he's shown me. Yeah. So I get to be on stage and I speak to millions of people and we're helping them significantly with their marriages. We get to bring laughter to people. I get to, and the only way I can do that is I have to study people and understand them. And I was so blessed that I was put into a classroom when I was much younger where the students were on every, on the full end of the spectrum. So I could study students who were barely functioning. I could look at them. I could figure them out. I could say things to them. I could figure out what makes them tick all the way up to some probably bona fide geniuses. Mm. I could just sit in this room and talk to these people. And I never had to worry about my assignments because no matter what I turned in, my teacher was going to make sure I at least passed the class. Mm-hmm. So I was able to sit there for four hours a day for an extended period of time so I could be prepared for the career I have now. Wow. Because wow. my audiences look like everybody. Wow. And they're on all ends of the religious spectrum and all ends. Of, I mean, they're all over the place. And I can read this audience mm-hmm. and I can listen in between the gaps and ask the question, what can I give to this audience 
And more times than not, I can deliver yeah. because right. of the education I had, along with the gift God has given mm. me. Well, one of the things you told us before the break is is you're doing events with your wife now, honing in on marriages, trying to encourage uh, and challenge people in their marriages. Uh, just stepping back, why did you want to go after marriages? And what is it that makes marriage so difficult over time? I think the, the reason we wanted to go, we felt my, my wife has always been all about marriage. And like, she wrote a book called Before He Finds You. Mm-hmm. And she's just been all over that. And I've been focused on really just helping people understand their purpose through comedy. But then I felt like God was just giving us a nudge by sending us people, friends who were having some issues in their marriages. And then we would sit down and talk to them. And like, there's one girl in particular, uh, actually did their wedding, and they were having some issues with. Like she did not like to clean and he really wanted a clean house. Uh. My thought process is how awesome is God, right? Because there's actually an issue that she's having. So anyway, they're sitting on the couch and I said to, and I said, so how do you feel after they kind of go back and forth a little bit? I asked her, I said, how do you feel when you clean? She got really quiet. And I said, but how, how do you feel as you're cleaning? And she had never been asked that question before. And then I could see her kind of change up a little bit. Her mannerisms changed a little bit. Hmm. And I know she kind of shifted to a different place. And then she 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 starts to cry. Hmm. And her husband is looking surprised, like, what in the world is this? So then we pulled that apart. Now, she wasn't aware of it before, but she was reacting to something that had taken place when she was eight years old when she was cleaning. Hmm. So she goes into the story after we do this this frustrating process that we uh, the guy showed us to develop. We, we go into her story, and she shares her story with her husband he had never seen before. She had never, he, he didn't know anything about it. Wow. One time when she was cleaning, her dad, her dad would hit her in the back of her head if she mm. didn't do well enough. Mm. So now, whenever she was cleaning and her husband was on her way home, she would get all those feelings again. Wow. Which means she had to protect herself. So when, so when he comes home, she's already in a place ready to fight, mm. as is he. So we just simply showed them the why behind these things. And once they saw them, it was so eye-opening, like they fully got it. But we didn't stop there. We went on. Be not conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. We did this process to actually renew her mind. And then I just happened, we were making a video. We, we created a course called Funny How Life Works. And in the middle of that course, I was like, while we're filming, I said, you know, we should call, we should call her up. Uh, her name is Melissa. So I call. So I just call randomly. This is completely unrehearsed. I said, "Hey, how do you feel about? Cl- I'm just calling. To check. How do you feel about cleaning?" She's like, "Oh my goodness, this place is so spotless." Like she felt phenomenal Come about on. cleaning. Come on. Because we had to remove the lot. There was literally mm. a, a place in her body mm. where she was fil- where she was responding to a lie from the past that mm. she the brain didn't know how to articulate it. So it showed up as a lie. We removed it. But here's the beauty that I want everyone who's listening to catch. She would have still had to lie in her had not God blessed her with a husband that wanted a clean house. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. Like, like, so that mm. conflict is what led to her freedom. Mm. But most of the time, instead of actually embracing mm. or getting curious about the conflict, people compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they would have compromised and said, you know what? Why don't we just get a cleaning lady? Then we don't have to worry yep. about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Got a cleaning lady. The house is clean and she's still 
and the wife still mm-hmm. wouldn't be free. Mm-hmm. Oh, so man. That's, that's, how so we get, that's how we get there. Powerful. Hey, go to MichaelJr.com. He's got a free mini course there for marriages, four things to do to help your marriage right now. Michael, I'm struck by yeah. hearing that story. You are like part pastor, part healing prayer leader, part, <laughs> I mean, you know, therapist. Like, this is powerful to me. And wow. all of this is sort of. Did you call me a schizo? Did you call me a <laughs> yeah, that is, yes, that's yeah. exactly what just happened. Uh, <laughs> all of that is really because you've opened the doors through laughter, right? So, like, healing is happening, freedom's happening, peace is happening. And I know you've talked a little bit about this, but how in the world did you begin to make that connection? Like if I can, if I can use comedy as a way to sort of get in, let people's defenses down, then like God can move. How did you get there? Well, just a lot of study, a whole bunch of prayer. But I realized one day I'm I'm in front of a room and there's well, actually over the last, there's just been a lot, a lot of people that I've been in front of and we're laughing and we're having fun. But I could see that after the laughs were done, even they would come to the autograph line. But then I would be concerned about, okay, now what, though? Mm-hmm. They came here and forgot about their problems for a, for an hour and a half, but those problems are going to jump right back on them, and they don't have any tools. And the fact that when people laugh, their heart is open. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's open, I want to make a deposit that can cause a change. I don't just want to be opening up hearts and then I'm not doing anything. I mean, sometimes it's good just to laugh. But what if I could make a deposit? So we just started listening in between the gaps, as I say on stage, and, and asking God, okay, God, what do you want me to give hmm. to this audience? And we would just do it, and the results have been <laughs> pretty tremendous. We had one guy recently come over who had an issue that he was struggling with. We walked him through this process. And he got, he felt significantly freer. This is the first time I'm ever sharing this story because this mm. happened five days ago. Mm. Oh, wow. He, he not only felt freer, days later, he randomly texted me and the text said something like, I feel, I feel the child in me is aw- awakened again, mm. which is great, right? Yeah. But here's the part that blew me away. What I didn't know is he was in the fourth um, level I'm sorry, interview number four to become a secret servant agent, no. secret service agent. I didn't notice. So the day after we meet, he has the fourth interview. He calls me up afterwards and uh, we have, a, I said, dude, I just want to follow up, see how things are going. He said, I had my interview. I said, I said, how did it go? He said, well, not good. And at first I was like, oh, that's messed up. But here's the thing. The thing he was dealing with in the past was as a child, he was, um, some bad things happened to him as a child. I'll say that. And the thing that would happen to him, he was, he was struggling with it as an adult. Mm. And that's why he came to see me. Mm. He had already seen a couple of counselors before and they helped him to a certain percentage. He said, he felt like there's, he's up to 85%. So we walk him through this process that God has blessed me and my wife with through laughter. It is so cool. He feels the extra freedom. I say, so how, what was wrong with the interview? And he said, well, the fourth interview is when they take a polygraph test. Come on. And they took this polygraph test. And the, one of the things they ask is about his childhood, if anything like that had happened. And he said, yes, polygraph test set shows this true. Keep in mind, when we go to meet, he is struggling with these ungood thoughts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. And then he take and then he says, Michael, we got to that part, and he and the agent asked if he had any urges in that area, and his response to the agent was no. Hmm. And when he said no, 
the polygraph said that he was telling the truth. Mm, come on. The agent didn't understand that. Wow. So he repeats the question again. He repeats it in a different way. And and he's basically saying, do you have any urges, desires, or any of this stuff towards this as a result of that? And, and, and my guy said no. And then the agent asked him a question in three more times in different ways because the polygraph kept coming up no. Mm. And the agent said, I've been doing this for years, and I've never seen this childhood history with these results. You have to explain to me how is this possible. And he's like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just this. I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> so they deemed it. So they so they deemed the interview um, not unsuccessful. Oh, inconclusive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is which is phenomenal. Yeah. I have I had to help him see. I said, dude, God just gave you verifiable proof that you're free. <laughs> Amen. Mm. Amen. Wow. He gave you verifiable proof. Now, he can still go through. Now, he's not done with the with the process to become a secret agent. They just have to do a different process. Sure. Yep. I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed from a storyteller's perspective that I get to tell that story. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, it is. You talk about freedom. And now he just feels um, he just feels tremendous. Like he has so much freedom and so much lightness. But there was a conflict he was having, and he got curious about the conflict. Went in there, found the lie, removed it, yep. Yep. and it's so powerful. And we laughed the whole, and we were laughing and giggling. Oh. It was so cool. Oh, but that's, that's what we're amazing. doing at our events. That's so. That's what we're doing at these events too. Yeah, I'm so excited about these things. It is so powerful. Go to michaeljr.com uh, to see all of Michael's stuff. You can check out YouTube and all those other things. But then also go to michaeljr.com/slash four things. That's the number four four things. And uh, I've already signed up for it, Aubrey. It took me all of about five seconds. And you were oh, signed nice. up yes. to get on the list wow. uh, to get yeah, uh, it's four things you can do. It's four things you can do to improve your marriage. That's right. right? Now. Right, right now, now you I love four that. short but packed videos of Michael and his wife. Uh, so I've already got the first one in my inbox, ready to watch. So, uh, Michael, you've been so generous with your time. It's mm-hmm. really fun to talk to you. Thanks so much for doing this with us today. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Will you say generous with my time? I'm not getting paid for this. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, we're pastors, so we like to talk about uh, heavenly rewards, yeah. jewels in yeah, heaven. Jewels in your crown. God sees this. God will bless you. <laughs> there you go. That's en- hilarious. Enjoy those. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Great to talk to you. You guys are awesome, man. Thank you. For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.